0: we're pre-vetting our corporate for the startups. 100%. Because again, we realize that their most important asset is their time. Yeah, Um, right. And in the end, it creates a a win-win for everyone because we didn't waste the time of, of the business unit, not for the startups and not for us as well.
1: Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. 20 Minute Leaders is a proud supporter of Make A Wish Israel and tech to peace and is in proud collaboration with Secret Court Ventures, J Ventures, Riverside FM, Fusion VC, Birthright Excel, J Impact, Leap, Google for Startups, and Hippo. And in media partnership with C Tech. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. This is a very, very special episode. An amazing friend of mine, Ora Mary, from Procter & Gamble is coming to talk to us about innovation and not just innovation in the simple uh, terms of the word, but innovation within a corporation, innovation in how startups can integrate into these large corporates and what really opportunities lie in this intersection. Always is the global tech innovator director at Procter & Gamble. His key goal is to create a sustainable competitive advantage for P&G by partnering with top entrepreneurs, VCs and researchers worldwide in order to incorporate their disruptive technologies within PNG global business units. His broad span of interests include cybersecurity, data analytics, enterprise infrastructure, industry 4.0, sustainability, and more. A former accountant or serves as a board member in startups and nonprofit organizations alike. Additionally, he is the co-host of the Digital Transformers Podcast, where he interviews those who lead innovation at large multinational corporates. All amazing! Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders, how are you doing? Thank you very much, how are you? I'm doing amazing. I've been waiting for this for so long. Same here. Um, You know, we've been working together sometimes, but we've been friends for a much longer time than we've been working together, and uh, you know, your work is so fascinating within PNG. but I think that you found yourself at some really interesting intersections in the tech ecosystem and the social ecosystem, which are not trivial at all. And uh, you're you're both working for for an incredible company that is responsible for many of the products we use in our day to day, Mm -hmm. you're really deeply rooted into the, the tech ecosystem and the innovation side of it, on the investment side of it, the advising side of it. And so I'm, I'm curious to hear about sort of the smerge of the two. Right. And, and what's been happening here and, and a little bit of what you've observed about, you know, the real world outside of, of what's been happening. And so thank you very, very much for being here. Thanks for inviting me. So starting with you a little bit. Sure. Are you a technologist? A, an innovative geek, well, how do you describe sort of right. yourself? Um, I think I, def- I describe myself as a,
0: an infinite curious learner. Um, I'm not a technologist by background, I'm actually an accountant, unfortunately. Um, but uh, I started actually my role at p g about eight years ago, after spending three years at Deloitte and one year at Nestle. And I joined p as the local controller. Lo- what does that mean? Local control. Uh, it means that I was the one within PNG Israel that in charge of the accounting, the tax, the payroll, all of that fun stuff.
1: So just to, so we're not yet even talking about innovation and startups, we're not literally at you're sitting looking at, at statements, generating right. reports, financial statements, Excel files. Yep, yeah, a little far from a innovation. bit,
0: just a bit. Okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, after a couple of years, I realized that I I don't want my only human interaction to be with the tax authorities. And uh, I realized that, you know, my real true passion lies with innovation. Uh, I started uh, my executive MBA with concentration on venture capital. I realized that, you know, hey, I'm based here in Israel, the the startup nation, now the scale-up nation. Um, And I was really drawn into it. And basically I... uh, I scheduled a meeting with the CEO of PNG Israel and my boss, the CFO, and I, I was brutally honest with them, and I told, you, I told them, "Look, PNG is an amazing company. And by the way, I think even more so nowadays. Um, and I just don't see my future as, as the next CFO. It's not what I care about. I actually got an offer and I told them about it. Got an offer to become a CFO at uh, an external company. And I took the weekend and I thought about it and I said, hey, that's not the, the career path that I want to uh, pursue. Wow. So they told When me, was this? This was five and a half years ago, more or less. Yeah. So they told me, all right, what it is that you do wanna, wanna do. And I told them that my true passion lies with innovation and I would like to basically um, take the responsibility to
1: lead p gs innovation activities within Israel. So wait, wait. What, y- I love innovation. What, what does that mean? What, what, uh, what does innovation mean? It can mean so many different, right. places, so many different innovation things. Well, let's is, define it.
0: Yeah, innovation is a huge word and maybe uh, overly uh, used even in, in, uh, in many cases. But for p at least, uh, innovation, and, and I speak for, for my role, it's tech innovation. Because there are so many types of innovation. There is the, in, in companies in CPG, consumer packaged goods companies like PNG. Innovation could mean R&D innovation, like product innovation. You know, uh, for instance, our um, real pods, right? That, that sort of innovation by itself. Mm-hmm. What I'm speaking about is tech innovation, is how to basically work th- with startups, so open innovation um, and how to incorporate their disruptive ideas within Procter & Gamble.
1: Was this something that you experienced in some way as an accountant? What led to you or to this internal conviction of saying, this is I'm I'm I want to stop this sort of trajectory and I want to create a new one for myself.
0: Right. Um so I think it's a combination. First of all PNG Israel had an innovation uh, activity. Okay. Um nowadays I'm talking about like 15 years ago more or less. Yeah. Um and that together with my experience in the in the MBA um allowed me to basically get exposed to those mm. uh, activities Got and it. realize that this is really what i want to do
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, there's there's so much talent here and so yeah. many great startups here um, that i thought it would be a shame not to
1: leverage their uh, their capabilities and so still you 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 set out on a mission to to run innovation tech innovation within png you're exposed to startups mba you're in the tech scene in, in israel why why within png so wh- what and what does that even mean to run innovation within one of the largest companies in the world
0: right so first of all png is is amazing i think it's it's not often that you have a chance to uh, impact the lives of so many people at png if you know if i compare it to a to a startup we're a uh, combination of 350 unicorns uh, put together. We have five billion daily active users.
1: <laughs> five billion daily active users. <laughs> yes, yeah, precisely. Yeah, so, I don't think, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's uh, right. It's quite impressive. So the ability
1: to impact so many people—it's right. uh, it's phenomenal. Right. And so you understand that you can make an internal impact, which at the end has impact on others. But but still, what does you know? What do you envision? As innovation within a company like this, how does innovation even take place? There are so many different uh, possibilities. First of all, um,
0: implementing AI within PNG.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Nowadays, AI is implemented in every different aspect of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, many people don't even think of you know when you think about AI, you don't necessarily think of PNG or or CPG companies but AI is embedded in, every and every, in each and every aspect of what we, we do, mm-hmm. uh, from supply chain to consumer understanding
1: um, to product placement, right. many different aspects. And so your role as, as, as a leader in the innovation hub in the tech scene, how, how does that work then? If you take sort of more theoretically a company like PNG and and you take the likes of startups, research, etc. cetera, right. well, what needs to happen for this to work? So my role is basically to scout and assess startups
0: all over the world and connect them to our global business units and then make sure that we not only make the connection, but the, the solution is also scaled. Mm-hmm. So basically the way we work is uh, we work with all the different business units, global business units of P&G, and whenever it is that they have a challenge, something that they cannot solve uh, internally or they can, but it will just take too long and too costly, they approach us and they say, hey, we need your help. Mm -hmm. At that stage, we're saying, happy to help, challenge accepted, but only if you answer three prerequisites. So the first one, uh, first and foremost, is uh, VP approval. Mm. The VP approval is crucial because that allows us to make sure that the business unit looks at this challenge as a must-have versus a Mm nice-to-have. And that specific question would answer or would impact the entire um, relationship and the entire project,
1: and so I think that if we can f- more make we can do a high level say sure. we need the agency, right? We need to know that there's a that there's a the the ability that if we go into this project, we can see to completion to completion. Right. We have the right. right agents within the organization exactly. to push this forward. We have the sponsor. We have the the leadership uh, support for it. And exactly. so this I think answers to a lot of maybe uh, people's questions about the bureaucrat- bureaucratic nature of doing innovation within a large company. You are saying that one way to tackle this is saying we want to see a streamlined approval from the leadership team Mm -hmm. that will mean that we can actually go and implement this with whatever, you know, the budget and the the human resources, time, etc.
0: Precisely, precisely. So I was speaking about three uh, prerequisites. So the first is VP approval. The second is budget for the sake of the POC. Now between us, I can tell you that yes, we as the innovation arm, we have that budget but we want the business unit to pay for the POC because we want them to have skin in the game. Right. Uh, and again, it all comes uh, down to the, the first uh,
1: question is, is it a master or a master? Right, completely. But uh, by, by the way, I also imagine when it comes to budget, I mean, a company like PNG that has, how many, how many people has? One hundred thousand, hundred thousand, and 100,000. and is a, pretty much a combination of more than three hundred unicorns, which essentially means that it, it has a lot of business and right. a lot of opportunity. Right. Budget stems from opportunity, right? If you present a solution that is interesting enough and is exactly. good enough you, anybody will create a budget for it, especially when you technically have endless resources that you can allocate, right? It's just exactly. a matter of priorities. Exactly. So exactly. that it's a, that leaves a blue ocean of opportunities, right? Right, right. because. There's the infrastructure is ready for you to be utilized. Exactly. And so what's the third piece?
0: So the third piece is human resource. Mm. Uh, we realize that you know, the most important asset that the entrepreneurs have is their time. Yeah. Right? Um, obviously money is important and maybe a bit more challenging these days, but still, uh, time is their most valuable asset. Yeah. And we will not accept a situation where the entrepreneur, where she needs to chase the, the corporate guy, Yeah. Will you know be willing to uh, to do a favor and answer her emails once every three sure. weeks? That's a big no-no for right, us. Right. Right. So what we want to make sure is that the business unit allocates someone from their team mm-hmm. to be the project owner. And more more than that, it's not only you know, just, hey, yes, I'm the project owner. It means that it needs to be one of their annual goals, mm. meaning this would impact their yearly bonus. Right. So we want to have on top of the business incentive, we also want to have the uh, personal incentive. Sure.
1: And so it sounds like you're creating this, this um, infrastructure or the structure, I should say, where you have both skin in the game you know that you have the potential for resources, right? right? So, with this idea of budget, is potentially we have the capacity to deploy. Right. And we have the means of measuring a person's success given that they choose this project. So, once we chose this, now they're going to be measured by it. Exactly. And, and that increases the likelihood of success Definitely. with, with organizations. Definitely.
0: Definitely. Because, you know, the, the, the biggest challenge, I think, um, for many corporates, not just us, is the so called middle management. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have. Yeah. Immense support from from top leadership. Sure, it's sure. coming all the top from from the board. At our board, we have the uh, tech and innovation uh, committee, and the really the C level and the, the CIO, which which my group reports to. So tons of support. We have no shortage of uh, of leadership support. Also, if you look at you know the the, the junior or the the entry level uh, people, these are usually younger people. They're very much, uh, you know. Usually, they're tech savvy. Yeah. Um, they're very much curious and, and wanting to to implement and to uh, um, to try out new ideas. It's mostly the, the middle management, and it, it, they cannot be blamed, right? These are people who are experts in in their field. They have been doing, I don't know, a specific process for many years, and it works, right? So. Why now would you like to, you know, to try a startup or to implement an algorithm while they, they know the the job, right? They know how to do it. Um, so, this is the challenge, and this is why we 've created this uh, personal incentive
1: and, and you 've been really innovating in your own role. I mean just by following a lot of the work that you 've been doing, the partnerships creating the, the way that you're structured within this ecosystem you 've really been creating a, a new type of idea of, of what's possible. Tell me a little bit about the things that you 've done within PNG and with the PNG team that, that really stand out for you sure um, so yeah. most of the
0: the the job that we're doing is partnerships, right? Yeah. So we're looking to partner with startups um, to become their, uh, basically their, uh, their clients. And we want to basically uh, implement their technology at a very relatively early stage because yeah. we want to enjoy the first mover advantage. This is why we're not afraid of you know, being design mm-hmm. partners, etc. So unfortunately, I cannot uh, name uh, the, some of the success stories that we have in the, in the partnership uh, area, but we have many, and, and you know uh, some of them as well, a lot in Israel, a lot yep. in the U.S., in Europe, really all over the place. Um, what I can uh, maybe mention is two, two instances of startups that we've invested in. Mm. Uh, so PNG hasn't invested in startups for uh, over a decade. But in the last year, we've made two, uh, two investments, two equity investments. Uh, the first is in uh, Green, G-R-I-N, which is in the teledentistry space, <laughs> an amazing, amazing startup. Uh, and the second is Modify, um, which is in the scent digitization space, another uh, incredible startup.
1: Yeah. And so, when you're looking at the investment in comparison to a partnership, right? I mean, what what, what is the difference from a a company like PNG's perspective?
0: Right. So, first of all, it's it's not instead. So, obviously, we we will invest only if there is, you know, an an opportunity or possibility to also partner. We are not financial uh, investors by any means. Sure. So those investments are only strategic investments. Um, So. Only if there is a chance to really, you know, um, sign a commercial agreement, or to see that there is a benefit for for both companies and an opportunity to partner. Because at the end of the day, when we invest, we become partners. Mm-hmm. So we wanna
1: we wanna make sure that the startup as uh, enjoys the, the, the most success But possible. is this investment mostly for, for for ability to make a larger impact within the company decision-making to exclusivity, potential M&A later on? Um, what sort of the so, rationale for the investments there? So I would say all of the above and maybe one more, um,
0: which is basically to, to gain exposure and to bring another angle of, of innovation for p and um, We have really the the brightest minds in, in PNG, in our R&D um, function, in our IT function, in all of our functions. But we also know that um, there are so many bright minds uh, outside of PNG. Yeah. and g uh, and we won't be able to invent everything ourselves and there is a lot of uh, openness for open innovation, sure. so for things that are being invented
1: outside. Interesting. And so when you're, when you're finding yourself at this sort of this intersection you have the startup like Modify or Grin or, or some other companies that you're involved with and then you have PNG, the leadership the mid-management and the, ex- and the executioners inside where, where do you find yourself in, in this whole spectrum i mean what do you even do in the day to day right um, that's a great question
0: i need to think about it myself no i'm kidding <laughs> um, so basically i <laughs> Personally, I think I have the the best job in the world because uh, what I do is basically. You've told me that before a few times. I know, I know. Basically, uh, part of my role or half of my role is externally facing, and that means meeting the most interesting startups in a very wide variety of. Spaces.
1: Literally looking for the most interesting companies that will be that are early stage that will suit PNG. Right, which is right.
0: anything. And it's it's almost anything it's almost so anything.
1: i'm i'm looking from data
0: analytics startups cyber enterprise infrastructure on the one hand And then on the other hand, femtech, wellness, sustainability, supply chain, so many different- Because it can
1: be either to help P&G's 100,000 person company be healthier, cyber analytics, et cetera, et cetera, or it can also be how do we actually take scent digitization and anybody who's listening here can just imagine what are the opportunities if P&G is able to harness scent digitization. I mean, come on, it's it's crazy. Right, right, especially Mm -hmm. as P&G is actually the largest perfumer in the world. I did not know that. Right, yep. Now, as you so you meet a company like that, you meet great researchers of saying, okay, we're starting, we're, we're running on this company, and I are saying, okay, I, I I see a potential here. I think this is interesting. Yeah, there is a bunch of division, and, and maybe the, the the perfume division didn't even tell you yet right. that they need your help. Right. But but you're you're making this connection. Yeah. Wh- what do you do? How do you so, bring that to an investment? Right. So that's that's the other half
0: basically of yeah. the role is internally facing, mm. and that's. I think first and foremost is, is understanding what are the challenges of the business units. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you need to be uh, very much involved with the business. Because if you are being seen, as, being seen as someone external, they will probably not share with you their, their real challenges. So you need for them to feel like Orr is He's here one, with us. He's one of us. Not just Or, but the team, yeah. It's, the innovation it's an, team, It's yeah. an integral part of, of, of their team and of their success. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we, we are a team. We're a multifunctional team, um, and we, we're we very much embedded within the business units.
1: Is it hard to create that intimacy, that trust it's, within you in the business units? It's
0: all about relationship
1: at the end. It's all about relationship. Uh, but still, you haven't talked to some of these people for maybe a year, and all of a sudden you're reaching out saying, hey, I have this cool opportunity. Right. Um, it's... Um, 100,000 people.
0: Yeah. Well, we don't work with all the 100,000, but, but still. Um, I think very, very uh, important aspect of it is is um, creating uh, or gaining credibility, and you do that by you know quick wins and mm-hmm. you know the, the small things, um, and you know step by step you're you're creating that uh, that trust right. and that credibility within uh, within the teams, and only at that point you can achieve you know greater uh, greater things. I want to take a step back and, yeah. and uh, go back to the three prerequisites that I uh, told you about. So I was actually, um, I wouldn't say lying, but I was bluffing a bit. Okay. So it's not only three prerequisites. I feel I violated <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so basically, once those three prerequisites are met, we then meet with the business unit and we brainstorm together with them. Um, Uh, usually between two and three hours and the the end goal or the the outcome of that brainstorming is something that we call an innovation brief or a one-pager RFP um, what-have-you and basically the the content of that that um, document is you know general background about the the problem what it is that we're looking for and also what we're not looking for Mm -hmm. so on the one hand we don't want it to be too narrow because we don't want to sure. miss opportunities, and on the other hand, we don't want it to be too wide, so we won't be able to uh, you know to uh, um, find the, the needle in the, the stay high, yeah. right? uh haystack. So um, once we've completed those uh, three prerequisites and the brainstorming, I then go back to the VP and I'm telling her, actually there are not only three prerequisites, there are two more so. One is uh, define what success looks like. Hmm. Or in other words... Sounds important. Yeah. In other words, KPIs, yeah. right? Because um, I want to avoid a situation where, you know, the, the business unit has defined or, um, you know, tasked the, the startup with providing 10x of something. They provided 10x. And then I'll go back to the business unit They say, Hey, all right, great. So can we scale? And then they'll tell me, Ah, oh, we don't know, we're not sure, let us think about it, maybe next year. No, no, no. If the startup delivered 10x, we continue to scale. Again, between us, I don't care about POCs. Hmm. I honestly don't care about POCs. I mean, besides, you know, a nice tap on, on my back, I don't care about it. Yeah. What, what I care
1: about is successful POCs that have scaled within the company, that have created an impact. And and, it, and it may, maybe it's 10x for one person, but it could be 5x for another person. And the third person is telling, no, even if it's 2x or 1.5x, right. exactly. it's worth it for us. Exactly. But you can't have that conversation if you don't agree to define what success is in the first place. Exactly. What does the organization need? Okay, so that's one prerequisite. Right. And the second, or the
0: fifth, depends uh, <laughs> how you We'll go with the second, because we're yeah, in the sure. next phase already. All right, so the second is basically Budget for the sake of scaling. Now, unlike the budget, let's say... For the POC. For the POC, right. you know, 50K, I'll, I'll demand sort of a wire transfer, Yeah. right? Yeah. In this stage, um, it, it's, you know, it's, it's very undefined. So uh, the VP doesn't know and neither do I. We, sure. we, we haven't even chosen the startup yet. So right. we have no idea how much budget will be needed for the sake of scaling. But what i do want to hear from her is yes oh if if we find the right startup and the the pilot is successful i have sufficient budget for the sake of scaling right. and all of this goes back to the first question is this a must-have problem or a
1: nice to have because if it's a must-have they'll have the budget right so that so it sounds like the first one the, the first of the two was Let's make sure we are coherent in, in what we're trying to achieve here. Right. Given that I find a startup that is able to fulfill this definition, we will approach to scale, which right. is what I measure myself as. Or by yep. my ability to scale within PNG. Right. Right. And the second one is, let's just also make sure that you have the willingness and the, you have the capacity to do it if we choose to. Exactly. And, exactly. And and that that it sounds that's a little bit more conceptual than than tangible, mm-hmm. but but it still gives you that 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 uh, understanding of, okay, it's possible, and right. there is willingness.
0: Right. And actually, what, what we're doing here is we're, doing, we're pre-vetting our corporate for yeah. the startups. 100%. Because, yeah. again, we realize that their most important asset is their time. Yeah. Right. Um, and it, in the end, it creates a, a win-win for everyone, because we didn't waste the time of, of the business unit, not for the
1: startups, and not for us as well. And it sounds pretty healthy. So you actually measure yourself by... Your ability to stand and to meet what the business units exactly have, have have articulated very clearly. This is our KPI, and you help them get there. Right. That's that's the circle right. here.
0: Because you know, I, I the the question of how uh, innovation managers at corporates are being measured is probably one of the most challenging questions yeah. in the open innovation space. Yeah. Um, and you know, we can create hundreds of POCs a year. If if I decided to be measured on POCs, I could create one hundred POCs each year. But I would be bluffing yeah. because nothing would come out of it. Right. I prefer it to It would have, look very impressive. Yes, but nothing would happen for PNG and I right. would waste the time for all the startups and and I would create an uh, an immense damage for PNG's reputation within the ecosystem. Right. And we all know, you know, we all know that Uh, News spread fast and bad news spread faster. Yeah, right. So it's very very important that this uh, uh, pre-vetting Process to make sure that we're not we're not wasting their time So I would prefer to only have even four POCs. Yeah, but four POCs where I'm sure that they have a very strong Potential
1: to succeed and to scale and create an impact right so that that, and and that means that a startup that actually gets to a POC stage with you, from your perspective, you already you've done the pre vetting, and you basically right. can tell them, like, guys, listen, if this works, we're in. Yeah. I mean, the, and we've yeah. articulated what needs to happen. Exactly. Do they understand the, the amount of work and process that you're that you've made? Yeah, towards yeah. that?
0: No, they they definitely do, and I think uh, I think they they cherish that and, and they acknowledge that, and yeah. I mean, we're seeing you know our our success rates are are pretty high due to that. Yeah. Um, so again it it creates a win-win, but not actually not only for them but for their investors as well. Sure. I think one of the reasons uh, you know that the top VCs in the world love to work with, with P&G is because of that value we we create for them and, and for their portfolio companies. So I wanna go
1: back to to one of the original statements you said. Okay. Why why is this the best job in the world for you? If you really look at yourself and, and, I mean, assuming a blue ocean of opportunities, you can do anything. I mean, right. why why is this sort of the bread and butter of, of, of yeah. who you are right now? Right. Well, as you uh, recall, I, I uh,
0: describe myself as an infinite, infinite curious learner. Yeah. Um, and for me, I, I have a job where I'm actually getting paid to um, see and and meet with the most interesting people yeah. worldwide really the top researchers each of them in, in their own field and the top startups in a really really wide variety of areas um, so it's not that I only see cyber startups every day I see cyber I see wellness I see Femtech so it's my n- no day looks like the sure. the other so it's it's very uh, um, very different and, and and very uh,
1: inspirational each each and every day. I love it. I, lo- I love the North Star. I mean infinitely curious and and this is a place where I actually get paid to be infinitely curious right And, and so it's, and, and it just sounds like you're so you're so coherent and and how do I actually create meaningful value for the organization and and, and you understand the different stakeholders, you understand some of the pitfalls and, and the sensitivities, but, but you also at the end make sure to put yourself accountable that at right. the end of the year, You want to see, did I meet the KPIs of the business units which translate to how PNG is going to be a better company? Exactly. Which is which is not trivial. Yeah. Oh, thank you very, very much. Thank you. This was so much fun. I loved it. Uh, And best of luck with PNG and and with continuing to push the boundaries of of what innovation is and how these companies can work together with with the ecosystem and the ecosystem is is very, very lucky to have you. So thank you.
0: Thank you.